Hello, and you are listening to FP Cast, the podcast for fruitless pursuits where we bullshit about the week in pop culture. I am Luke. And I'm Jacinta. And this week we're talking about. Movies, movies, television, collectibles, I guess. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know. That's creative. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I was thinking. Like, I've had a whole day to think. It's hard uh, <laughs> when you're thinking about toys to be looking at the surroundings that we're currently in. Oh. When you're looking at a wall of toys, it's hard to not just say toys. Trash? Toys, toys, toys. It's not trash. <laughs> they're, they're toys. Trash? No. You can fork you off right now. <laughs> Forky had the right idea. Fuck off. I've seen your house. Yeah. I have a bookcase of toys. Get fucked. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> we don't have a huge amount to talk about no, today. But, clearly. Uh, but we do have Toy Story 4 mm. to review, which we saw yesterday. Uh, we've got two What to Watch Challenger movies to talk about. Uh, we've been travelling around Mediterranean countries with a film mm. from Italy and a film from Greece. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's also an opportunity to just uh, play it a little bit loosey-goosey on mm. a Sunday and uh, talk about any other tangents or things that we've been thinking about and uh, might not have had a chance to talk about in the last week. And if people are wondering as well why we were doing one this week instead of uh, going to the fortnightly, which is what we tend to do when mm. there's nothing to talk about. It's because next week, uh, it's Supernova, the pop culture convention in Perth. Yes. So we will not be doing a show. So we've just switched up the schedule a little bit. Yes, and then the week after will be Spoodermans. And is there... What are you excited about for Supernova? Why don't we talk about that? Not a huge amount, I'm going to be honest, but uh, at the very last moment, they uh, announced Elijah Wood. That's which I, which the I, most exciting which person I there. Which I am excited about. They had a whole bunch of other guests that all pulled out on the same day, like four quite big guests, and uh, everyone was a bit like, oh, this is going to be a big old waste of time again, isn't it? But, I know. Um, like, they'd been planning a baby, yeah. old Supernova, yeah. you know, had the room painted, had a crib in, mm. and then just prior to uh, conception, all the guests pulled out. Yeah. No baby. Yeah. Um, but Elijah Wood will be will be quite exciting. I think his autographs are like 120 bucks or something crazy oh, really? like that. For so a beautiful I'm like, baby Elijah Wood. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, do I bother? But, like, honestly, I probably will. And there'll be a lot of uh, Lord of the Rings fans there. But um, I, I particularly love that he's done some uh, sort of more indie, wacky stuff. Yeah. In the time after. Yeah, for sure. He's a good egg. He is a good egg. Yeah. Yeah, with two uh, large hypnotic blue eyes. Like two poached eggs. Yes. Except with more focus and intelligence mm. than your average breakfast. Yeah. If his publicist would like to use that mm. quote, mm. Uh, it's $120. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but honestly, not that much else. I think I had a look at the floor plan the other day, and I think uh, the pop culture stall has expanded and now takes over about three quarters of the uh, supernova floor. And uh, But, you know, and I'm going to go... Ugh. Pop culture, oh, it's all just pop vinyls. And then I'll go in there and I'll fucking buy some pop vinyls because I, that's what happens. I don't think I will buy some pop vinyls, but um, I'm, I'm sure I've got to be like a little, well, a lot more frugal than I have been in previous years yeah. because uh, I'm house saving. Uh-huh. But if something special catches yeah. my eye, there's a few things that uh, I'll be keeping an eye out for. Yeah. I'm mainly going to be there to shop, seeing as how I'm not going to see the uh, teen heartthrobs of Arrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I always am more excited when they have a pop culture lady guest. And uh, they do have um, three prominent uh, female guests from, I guess, kind of my era. We've got uh, I Dream of Genies, Barbara Eden. Mm -hmm. And we've got uh, Marianne from Gilligan's Island. And we have uh, 99 from Get Smart, which Mm. is um, ironic because she is 99 now. So if all the hips hold out. And look, as much as I loved uh, Get Smart as a kid, I just don't feel like I will be going to to spend my 
my super supernova bucks on 99. You've got to wonder uh, with 99, Barbara Eden and, and stuff like that. It, it convention, which is mainly attended by anime mm. loving uh, sort of 14 to 25 year olds. <laughs> yeah. Just how much traction they're going to have mm. for the entire, like a whole day, eight hours a day of sitting signing. Yeah, and you you're know not going to be able to do a panel because it's upstairs. And all the guests, you know, like when Finn Jones was here and he just sat on his laptop the whole time. Are these ladies? Do they? Will they know how to work a laptop? No, no. no I think they're going to be on uh, their Nokia's playing Snake. Yeah, I think there'll be a little bit of Snake. I think there might be some, uh, you know, like those books of crossword puzzles, the Sudoku that oh, you pick yeah. up at the airport. Yep. I reckon uh, that's a chance. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say knitting because, you know, I, I like to crochet and cross-stitch. I don't mm-hmm. want to stereotype there. You know, these are mm-hmm. uh, showbiz people. They probably don't have the patience for <clears throat> things like that. Yeah, no. Because they're, uh, I don't know, maybe Marianne will um, knock something up out of coconuts. Yeah, you just you just never know. Yeah. So uh, that'll be very exciting. Mm. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just uh, we'll be spending most of the first day just camping out the front of their tables just Watching, to see uh, what happens. Old creepers go up to ninety nine and go, hang on, I've got a call coming, and then like putting their shoe to the ear. <laughs> yeah, that sort of thing. That's really funny. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So yeah, that's but there's, Supernova. There's always, there's always something at Supernova that you don't expect that is always a good bit of fun. So People don't know uh, what we're as, talking as, about if, like, you're an American listener. <laughs> um, it, it's our pop culture uh, like convention. Kind of thing, sort of like yeah. a Comic-Con thing. We used to have an Australian <clears throat> Comic-Con, but it doesn't come to Perth anymore, so Supernova is it now. Yeah, yeah. Generally, Supernova often had the better guests and stuff. But uh, anyway, not this year. But, uh, well, no, not this year. Remember that year that... Like, literally the best person on the lineup was, like, David Wenham. Wenno. Wenno. Fucking Wenno, mate. Yeah, he was lovely. But, yeah, it was that was a weird year. I was thinking, like, I was reminded of, because um, our 300th episode is coming up. And I thought, mm-hmm. maybe we should review 300. And then when I thought about 300, all I could think about was, like, holy fuck. Like, I remember Wenno's head. Mm. On that big muscular torso. Yeah. How weird was that? It was pretty weird. What was that about? CGI was what that was about. Was it? I don't know. I still don't know. That's what I'd ask him if I met Weno. Well, I think... No, I think the deal was that, like, they did have to get very fit and buff up, but I believe that there was definitely some help from the computers. But also uh, just makeup, right? You can make up abs on, uh, on film. Yes. You can get away with that. Yeah. 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 It was probably a combination of a lot of things. A little bit of eyeshadow. Yeah. Down your cum gutters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, David, when they put the eyeshadow in your cum gutters... <laughs> how did that make you feel? Empowered? <laughs> I don't really have a question. It's more of a statement. Um, I just think that your cum gutters looked really good in 300. Thanks. Your cum gutters were really <laughs> glistening in 300. Now, was that your hard work? Was it CGI? Was it makeup? Or was it a combination of all three? If so, which of these pie charts do you think best represents? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That's why we don't get to interview anybody <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Uh, you never get a good interview at Supernova. It just never it doesn't happen. No. Never really done an interview that I'm happy with. Because uh, we could just can't be ourselves. No. We just want to hang out with people and, and just talk shit, but you can't. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we got, like, <clears throat> we had that chat with Jamie Bam, but that was probably the closest that we, uh, we got, and that was probably the loosest that we've ever had. Yeah, but he wasn't being very loose with us. He was shutting us down. Yeah, but, you know. Again, it's probably the loosest that we've got. Yeah, don't like it. <laughs> Especially on a loosey-goosey Sunday. Uh, we, we didn't get to talk about E3, and uh, mm. I'm surprised that I have reached that. You would you'd think, like, Nintendo would be intended to appeal to uh, a younger age with their bright, colourful, mm. more simplistic things. But the older I get, you know, now I go Gears of War 7, bleh. Yeah. Um, but Animal Crossing... Oh, New Horizons? Fuck. I get oh. to decorate the entire world oh, with my no. animal pals? 
I'm, I'm fucking there. And I'm as excited about Breath of the Wild too. Like Nintendo stuff actually was what made me go, yeah. Because even like um, this new Star Wars game that's coming out, I'm obviously a, a, a ride or die Star Wars fan, but uh, yeah, I'm not that excited about Fallen Order. I'm sure I'll get it. But the guy... It looks like fucking Archie. Yeah, he does. He looks like sexy Archie. And I saw this tweet, and I don't know what the character's name is, but there was this tweet early on which had a picture of um, Star Wars Archie, Mm -hmm. and it said, you know, guess what this character's name is. Mm. It's probably something like, and then there was a list of names, and one of them just jumped out to me. So now I always look at him and think, that's Kanto (laughs) Cleef. Oh, poor little Kanto. Kanto Cleef, yeah. So, yeah, but it just looks like... You know, knowing that gamers are wretched human beings mm. uh, when collected and um, when on the internet, it's just like they go, well, you know, we're not going to get away with what we did in Battlefront 2 with a um, female uh, Indian lady. Mm. Female lady. Mm. Uh, well, look, hey, I don't want to put labels on anything. Um, we're not going to get away with that because gamers are shitheads. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to do a white guy. Who looks kind of like sexy Archie? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So in Kanto Cleef, but no, Animal Crossing's where it's at for me. Oh, I've for got, sure. I've got my Switch all primed and ready. I'm glad that's uh, taken out of the equation. Yeah, I'm going to have to buy a Switch for this, which is what I was always holding out for. Like, I mean, I like other Nintendo games, but Animal Crossing is it for me. Like, I bought a. 3DS for Animal Crossing. I will buy a Switch for Animal Crossing. And the only reason I haven't gone out right now and bought a Switch is because what if they release a special Animal Crossing version Mm. with a picture of, like, Tom Nook on it or something. Yeah. Gosh. Amazing. Tom Nook's a crook, though. He's a crook. I want one where you can But he's my dealer. Like, you get shit from Tom Nook. I want one where you can punch Tom Nook. No, you won't be able to do that. You pu- punch him and bells fall out. Fuck, I would love GTA Animal Crossing. <clears throat> yeah. Like, just the open world. And I kind of... I know that, you know, you're the human in the animal world, but yeah. I really want to be one of the animals. Like, imagine if you could customise your own animal character. Yeah. I mean, maybe... When are they going to let you do that? Maybe one day. Like, surely it's got to happen soon enough. But I was actually pleased with the... Um, I watched some of the, the gameplay and obviously watched the trailer as well, and that only showed you, like, a tiny little bit of... I guess the world in, in this gameplay, but I'm so impressed by how much more stuff you can do. Like you can craft and you can really um, customize this island that you're on. And it's really, I'm very excited, um, but very sad that we have to wait like another six months for it. Look, no furry, but I want to be an animal and I want to be able to have meaningful relationships, whether they're friendships romantic relationships with the animals. Just say that you want to fuck Isabel. I want to fuck Isabel. <laughs> if, you, if that bell's a ringing, don't, don't come in my house if you can hear that repetitive little thing. Um, yeah, I really like Isabel. Mm, yeah, I don't know, I know what it is. but uh, I like um, the... There's a deer as well who's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I, I can't remember her name. She's like yes, a sort of punky, yeah. pixie cut deer. Yeah. yeah she yeah. got pink hair. Speaking of um, I'm there. GTA Animal Crossing, which not quite, but I bought um, uh, I bought Crash Team Racing yesterday. All right, that, yeah. this is just the new relate new yeah. version, the updated yeah. version. Yeah, there's a slightly different there's slightly different game modes and stuff, but um, I started on like medium difficulty, and I just kept getting fucked. Like you have to win the race to get the trophy to move on. And uh, it was so much harder than I remembered, so I had to switch back down to easy mode so that I could win some races. It was horrific. It really knocked my uh, confidence a lot yesterday. I, I it's really to, like really good fun though. I tend to only game during the Christmas holiday period. Mm. I, I don't. I mean, I used to game constantly, mm. but I, I just don't anymore. Um, and I haven't bought a new game for a while, but I'm quite tempted to get this Pixar. Picks, uh, the this pixel version of um, Ark Survival. Oh, yeah. That's on Switch. Yeah. That, like, kind of looks fun. Yeah, yeah, I saw the... So, and Suzanne plays the real version of Ark Survival okay. quite a lot, and she's mm. got some uh, pretty awesome dinosaurs mm. that she is tame. So, you know, maybe that would uh, entertain me for a bit. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, like, even with all sorts of games... Actually, this is good we're talking about games because that means we can keep our theme song for another week at oh, least. Oh, yeah, okay, yep. But uh, I, when we did our live show, we were at that gaming convention. Yeah. And um, there were a lot of games to play, and I played Blood Bowl for the first time, which mm-hmm. is a game that's been around forever, but they've re-released it in the last few years, and um, I 
building new support, new teams and things and new sets. And uh, I did buy a set of that and I've just been actually painting it over the last couple of weeks and I've only just finished everything last night, actually. So keen to play that, but know that there's just going to be no fucking time to sit down with someone and go, okay, here's the rules and let's play. Mm. And um, I'm not totally uh, clear on the rules, though I did win my first game. I got help, but uh, yeah. I'm looking uh, forward to that. So that's, that's a bit of fun. Yeah. yeah. The games. That's our quota. Tick. Now, done it. Ooh. Yeah. We talked about, we're going to talk about toys, collectible. Yeah. Look, yeah. this episode has it all. Books. Uh, supposed to talk about books. Oh, I saw um, on Facebook they released the, the information about the... Facebook, uh, that's a book. The Downton Abbey movie book, like the big hardcover oh luscious photography book and it's not coming out until like mid-september um is so that before I'll, or after the movie uh just should, after i think it's oh, like it should 9th be or 10th after or something. because they should like we don't want spoilers close this thing up like uh end game yeah. really because who knows oh the end game book's not coming out till november what if crazy instead of a royal family visit hmm. that turns out to be all just marketing <laughs> and there's a thanos visit Oh, and they snap, but the 50% isn't, like, equal. It's just either upstairs or downstairs. Upstairs or downstairs, yeah. it can disappear. Everyone's very tense about it. Yeah, when the downstairs disappears, and then the upstairs have to work out how to live without their servants. And who's going to clean up all that dust? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's the biggest problem. And when they vomit acro- vomit blood across the table, who's going to clean that up? They're going oh, to clean it up themselves. Thanks so much to Paris, by the way, for putting that gif up of uh, Lord Grantham vomiting blood all over the <laughs> table. Because I'd only seen it, you know, when I watched that episode. Yeah. And it's so visceral. <laughs> it's just the most insane moment. Like, it's, it's, it's such an out of, I don't know, like an out of genre moment. And you're like, okay, you're like, is he dying? Is he infected by zombies? Is it radiation poison? Like, what is it? Um, you know, th- is this a pivotal thing? No, I like, basically, he could have just had a cough. Yeah. Really. He just had a really forceful cough. And they just need to, like, put him in bed for a bit. But yeah. holy fuck, did he bleed all over that tablecloth. <laughs> he sure did. I mean, I- I'm surprised they didn't have a scene with them cleaning that mm. and just being like, holy fuck. Fuck, like... You know, that's a shame that Nappy Sand isn't going to get invented for another 30 years. Yeah. yeah. But we've had some Downton Abbey posters, some character posters that started coming out. Yes, we have. They look very shiny. Like, they're very overworked, those posters. Oh, well, can you... I mean, Maggie Smith must... Oh, yeah, I know, but... You know, we must don't... look like her elbow now. Yeah, I know, but it just... Yeah, look, look I'm, not, I'm not saying shit about the posters. I am just saying that I looked at them and... And when it just seems a little bit too shiny and less sort of Downton organic. Hey, you know, just while we're being loosey-goosey, because we've yeah. got the time, yeah. I watched, um, just on a whim, because I don't know why it came up on the front page of Netflix, yeah. the um, 1990s Roald Dahl Witches. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'd seen it, like, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just thought, oh, fuck it, I'll watch it again. And yeah. that's a creepy movie. It's actually directed by the dude that did um, Don't Look Now, I think, with... Donald Sutherland, which I did for okay. What to Watch Challenge last year, which had the creepy um, little girl that they were following around because their daughter had died, and then it turned around and it was like a little midget person with a knife okay. Okay. and um, stabbed them. Yeah, I meant little person, I don't dwarf person. Mm-hmm. I let it out, midget. Mm-hmm. I won't, but I, I, I let it out. I'm making a note to not say that. Um, Ah, uh, diggin', 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 hi-ho. Witches. Hi-ho, witches, yeah. Mm. Because they're remaking witches at the moment. Yeah. With our man Hathaway. Mm. And um, there was news during the week that uh, someone ran onto set and stabbed a crew member. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that. So there you go. That story just went all full circle, really, didn't it? Wow. I don't know if it was a, a little person <laughs> that did it. Uh-huh. But yeah, someone got stabbed. Wow. Crazy, right? It is pretty crazy. But, yeah, no, I uh, I haven't watched Witches for a very long time, but I remember it being a very much nightmare fuel for, for young kids. Yeah, it is. It's quite, uh, it's quite it's odd. It's pretty full on. The, the thing about it that always got me... Now, the movie, I think, has a bit of a sort of happy ending twist to it because I, I'm not sure. I, I'm just going from my childhood memory, but mm. doesn't he remain a mouse in the book? Uh, Maybe I'm gonna spoil I don't know. an old movie, but basically in the movie, then the good witch sort of goes and comes laughing and mm. going nuts in town and puts him right. 
But I thought that uh, in the book he remained a mouse and was kind of come to terms with that. But there's a line that he says in both the book and the movie, mm. which is, I wonder how long mice live. And that always chilled me Yeah. as a kid. Because I know how long and mice live. And I was just live. like, oh, fuck, this kid's going to die. Yeah. Like, probably in winter. Uh, yeah, maybe. Like, mice and rats only live, like, two years. Yeah. So, he's got at maximum two years. Yeah. If they consider his birth to be his change. Yeah. Two years. Yeah, it's pretty, um, pretty dark. Yeah. Uh, and one other thing. We're almost ready, I think, to talk about the movie. I think we've killed enough time. But, um... Oh, here's Suzanne. Hello, Suzanne. Oh, hi! That's Suzanne, everyone. Mackenzie and Dungeons and Drongos. And making my exit. Brought me a coffee. And a drink. Well, we're talking about animals and animal people. Yeah. Let's talk about Catwoman. Oh, okay. Now, th- this is a non-story. It is a non-story, because I didn't even read the article. I just no. sent you the screenshot. And I just read the headline <laughs> as well, uh, which was um, uh, Aubrey Plaza down for Catwoman in Matt Reeves' as mm. Batman. Yeah. And it was That's like, all you need to know, right? It's like, awesome. She's down for it. She's like, I think, okay, she's down on this contract. Yeah. Signed, great. Yes, done. And then, and then I think to myself this morning, more critically, yeah. why is no news sites reporting on mm. this? So I searched Aubrey Plaza Catwoman and saw that a couple of days ago, while on Colbert's night show, late mm-hmm. night show, uh, promoting Child's Play, mm-hmm. they talked about it. Basically, okay. I'd like to see Child's Play. By the way, I think that would have been a great double feature with Toy Story. Two films about Toy Stories, uh, toys coming to life. Two stories. Great. Mm-hmm. Loved it. But I didn't get to see it, unfortunately, because, uh, bus, 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 bussy! um, because you, uh, I have an aversion to dolls that kill people. Yeah. Although Toy Story is a little bit scary, but, uh, we'll get there. <laughs> um, but anyway, Aubrey Plaza was on there and he said, oh, you know, you really want to play Catwoman in the Matt Reeves thing. And she said, well, you know, like I like, I like Catwoman. She um, kind of coloured it a bit by saying that she likes the Halle Berry Catwoman movie. Oh, okay. But she said, um, you know, I, in interviews a lot of the time I get asked, if you, you know, you can be a superhero, what, what superhero would you play? Which I mm. guess is a common question these days yeah. because... Everybody's a superhero. Three out of four movies are superhero movies. Yeah. And she says, well, Catwoman, because that's the one. Which is like, well, I don't think about it every day. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not something that... Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he pulls out a pair of cat ears. Oh. And hands okay. them to her. Okay. And then he pulls out a bowl of, I don't know if it's milk or water, and puts it on the oh, okay. table. Oh, that, that's getting a bit weird now. And then he gets out a rod with, like, a <laughs> feather on it and holds it above her. And her eyes sort of widen. She sort of sinks down into the chair. And then she starts batting at the feather on the rod. Um, and then she leans down and laps the stuff out of the bowl. And then she looks at him and then she gets up and she crawls across his desk and licks his face and uh i had a moment i thought you were gonna say then she uh took a shit under his desk and scratched him no but uh yeah i i just didn't realize how much i wanted that in my life <laughs> okay, basically okay. Yeah, it right. was it was a real moment yeah you know when like you're looking at someone there she's sitting on a chair and you mm. know you can see there's aubrey plaza there's aubrey plaza's body and and, and you're looking at it yeah. you know she's wearing a nice dress but then there's just something about her crawling across a desk. Mm-hmm. And it, it's something about that context as well. This is a desk in a late night show. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're sort of breaking a contract there. And um, that you just suddenly She's being go, a naughty girl. You just sort of see <laughs> things in a way that you hadn't seen them before. And you're like, oh, yeah, like that, that breach is quite interesting to me. Okay. And I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, someone wants to give that. <laughs> <laughs> that will be a gift to me. Bless you. Uh, all right, should we actually talk about Toy Story 4? Sure. Now, we didn't go in with very high expectations, did we? I don't uh, think we've been very um, that complimentary about the trailers and things. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, I look, I, I trusted... I trust the franchise. Like, I trust that it would be at least fine. Um, so, I went in with, with sort of medium expectations. I think that... Um, Toy Story as a franchise is something that I enjoy and find very solid, but isn't maybe one of my absolute favourites. Like, yeah, you don't, like, love the characters. Like, yeah, no. I, I like the Toy Story movies, but I don't go, oh, I fucking love you, Woody. Oh, Buzz, you're my dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's always those sort of um, supporting 
minor characters yeah. that are the, the more amusing ones mm. as well. So, yeah, I agree. Um, but then as this movie sort of coming out, you're suddenly seeing, oh, you know, it's got a really high rating on Rotten Tomatoes mm. and stuff and people are really saying that it's quite good. And um, it was a very solid movie. I was, I was really pleasantly surprised. And, and certainly for a rainy Saturday to go and sit in there and watch this thing, I found it um, really enjoyable. Yeah, I think for me it was like even from that very, very first scene, it was like putting on a comfortable old pair of slippers. You know how the parts work. You know that this movie knows how to press all your buttons and get you empathizing with these toys and just from that very very first scene i was like okay they've got this and, and the commentary on the internet and the way that people seem to be um couching their reviews is talking about well do we need this movie is this necessary or people saying it's really good but you know it might not be necessary can i just say like again i don't think any movie like is necessary no like really that's not what movies are about it's not about whether we need them or mm. whether you know do we need another etc or whatever like because yeah. they you know they exist and you've got that choice you can watch it or, yeah. or not i mean I, I kind of get it in respect to this movie because the trilogy did seem very complete well that's what's nice about this is that it's a comfortable story and i mean look they waited 10 years as well just about mm. it's a comfortable story it's enjoyable it's entertaining but i do think it adds to the lore it, it you know, my criticism with the trailers was going, oh, you know, we just back to a lost Toy Story. Mm. And in a way, we are. But at the same time, I think it adds a coda to these characters that I wasn't expecting mm. and, and that I think um, does take it into a new space mm. again. So... Yeah, I mean, it does almost uh, give them more room to move because you've got that sort of East Coast Avengers, West Coast Avengers kind of thing going on. You could uh, yeah, have true. different team movies. yeah. No, I um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I like the new characters a lot. Forky's an interesting. Um, I liked Forky so much more than I thought I was going to. Just that creation. There's a repeated joke of him trying to jump in the bin that made me laugh so much. Like yeah. it was so much funnier than I thought it was going to be. And an inanimate object coming alive and having being like instantly filled with existential dread yeah. is uh, maybe something that they haven't explored yeah. yet and uh, is interesting. And then you've got like um, the Key and Peele, Rabbit and Duck, which mm. are a lot of fun. And um, Christina Hendricks is in there and uh, Keanu Reeves is uh, yeah, there was stuntman character is a lot of fun. <laughs> there, was, there was a part of me that went into uh, the movie a little bit reserved about Duke Kaboom because like look I get that Keanu Reeves is a very lovely person um but the internet has gone a bit crazy for Keanu recently and I thought look you know there is no way that even though even though the internet will say that Duke Kaboom is the best part of Toy Story because Keanu Reeves is so amazing I was thinking no there's no way that he you know what actually he he is one of the better parts yeah. of the thing. He's really cool and he's really funny. It's interesting now, isn't it? Because I, I heard there was a, some quote from him recently talking about, you know, the internet saying he's breathtaking and everything and yeah. how he thinks it's a bit weird. And, yeah. and the internet's all, well, you know, this is such a big compliment and everything. But it, 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 he's become a meme. Yes, he has. You yeah. know, and to suddenly go, oh, well, now I'm long cat or, or whatever isn't yeah. that great for the person. Mm. And I think there's... It's uh, the internet's a bit weird about what it considers to be compliments because I think that that's probably is pretty weird and almost intrusive for Keanu to be treating him. You know, they'll call him the internet internet's boyfriend and stuff like that, and he never asked for that. He no, didn't want that. That's a non-consensual relationship with the internet. It is absolutely, and um, there was a situation the other day where there was an, there's an interviewer called um, and movie reviewer called Mark Fennell, and he works for SBS. And um, <clears throat> there was a K-pop band who was in town called Blackpink. And yeah, ladies. They are ladies. And he'd been getting a lot of, like, he'd just been getting spammed with all these messages from their fans saying, oh, can you interview them and all this one particular member. And he just put a thing up on Twitter going, oh, is anybody else getting this? Like, I've been spammed with all of these messages. And... From just saying, hey, this is a bit weird and I don't like it, these Blackpink fans went absolutely mental at him and went, 
But it's a compliment. You should take it as a compliment that they want you to interview her and, oh, well, you know, you're just a nobody anyway and and just going absolutely bananas. And I was like, holy fuck, what just happened here? Yeah. What the internet thinks is a compliment is very different from what normal people think is a compliment. I guess I haven't really been put to the test, so I don't know, but I, I feel... And I'm not a very... Um, I'm not talking physically here, but not, not a very thick-skinned person generally. I'm a, a quite insecure person. But when I read, like, Ill- illiterate comments from people on the internet, mm-hmm. it's just too hard for me to, mm. like, because it really is someone bringing a twig to a wizard battle. Mm. It's just like, well, what the fuck can you do to me? And what can I do to you that life hasn't done to you? Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. such nonsense. So, I read the odd thread, like, I read a pretty entertaining thread this morning actually on facebook where some idiot had posted some nonsense and, and everyone was piling up on him and there is a sort of you know what i mean yeah um sort of feeling about it but then at the same time with all these people engaging him i just think more and more i just couldn't even do it beyond the odd you know that first comment yeah well like it's just it's because it, it was just uh it was just a savage beating really well yeah and like with this this thing with mark fennell i sort of tweeted him a, you know a, i'm on your side buddy this is all kind of weird and then of course i got fucking piled on because they were reading the comments and i i started to engage a little bit and i was like you know what this is not worth my time so i just blocked everybody and went on my happy happy way oh, yeah it's insane yeah it's insane but i mean i don't know that that's speaking of existential crisis yeah I'm definitely having an existential crisis. Okay. Like, I don't know if it's be like my age suddenly and and just mm-hmm. that sort of feeling, but and now Bing's listening to me. That put look, it just holy fuck! Look at what Bing is doing. Yeah. Fuck you, Bing! It's writing down everything I'm saying right now. Why do you have Bing on your phone? Is it Bing? What is it? No, it's I don't the know. it's the it's the yeah, it's like the Android. It's thing. like Siri, but yeah, Volvo. but shit. Yeah. And it's even, it's writing down everything that we're oh, saying. Oh, and it just censored shit. Oh, you're very pure. Oh, it's done it again. You're very pure, whatever your little, um... We're adults. Not Siri is. We can say fuck. Yeah. Your little lamb, oh, we're it said adults, that was or searing is can save... Anyway. Okay. Um. So, yeah, like, there is a point where you just go, like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. We know what is the point. Mm-hmm. I don't know it's like a classic depression thing. We think, I could make this thing. Who's going to see it? Who's going to listen? Who's going to care? You know what I mean? And there are times when I just like scroll through Facebook and uh, there's people I like and I just look at everything, whether it's something they've shared, something about their lives, some um, crass bit of advertising, someone's fucking side hustle. And you just go, this is all shit. Like this is the world. Yes. And it's just all shit. Well, that's the thing. It's always been shit, but we'd never really had the internet before to show us all the shit. Mm. And now we do, and now there's just a cavalcade of shit all the time. You scroll down your feed and you're like, I hate everything. I hate mm-hmm. everything you're all doing. Try mm-hmm. harder. Yeah. Yeah. Well, luckily, when I was uh, more engaged in making creative works, I wasn't interested in pleasing anybody else as long as I was happy with what I was doing. I didn't really give a shit. So it worked very well for me. I really liked Toy Story 4, though. Yeah, it was good. We both gave her four stars. Yeah. One yeah. for every f- four. <laughs> One for every Toy Story, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I think I... I didn't... I can't remember, I don't, I'm not even entirely sure why I didn't give it a five. I think there was just something... It, it wasn't... It's not <clears> my favourite Pixar movie of all time or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, and, and like... But it does its job. I feel like it didn't... Like, it didn't go beyond, but then it's not like I wanted it to go beyond. Like, it's very... Toy Story has its own very comfortable butt groove in the couch. And mm. it's a good butt groove. It knows the butt groove. It knows that you're going to enjoy the butt groove. So just, you know, just go with it and it's fine. Well, I agree that um, I, I think there's rooms for more Toy Stories. And I mean, I think that, um, fuck, they're, they're actually very smart in the sense that you really can afford to just go, we've got this thing. We know it works. Mm. It's where we started, essentially. Yeah. We're going to keep doing them. But, because we've got all this other shit as well, we're going to take those 10-year gaps 
And by taking those 10 year gaps, you're not like doing Despicable Me 1, 2 and 3, which is basically hitting the same mm. kids. You're creating that slight generational shift yeah. where someone goes, hey, this is a thing that we grew up on. We're going to introduce you to this now as well. Mm. And that way you're getting this perennial refreshment of audience. Yeah. Speaking of perennial refreshments of audience, I think it's a good lesson for parents that if your child, who are you, you are choosing to introduce to something that you enjoyed as a kid, if they are too young to sit in their seat and watch a film, don't take them to the cinema to watch that film. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, and we've seen this with every time we go and see one of these films. And look, I know cinema Nazis in terms of, you know, don't fucking talk, don't explain things during the movies. Yeah. I'm seeing That's the movie fine. for kids. It's fine for kids, And yeah. kids are going to make noise or whatever. That's fine. I'm in their environment. It's for them. But um, there are those parents that absolutely have this idea that animation equals for kids. Mm. Therefore, this is for kids. And yeah. we saw it with, like, Incredibles 2 even more so. Like, that just yeah. bored the shit out of a lot yeah. of the, the little kids. Mm. Like, those kids, just, they need to be watching DVDs at home or going mm. and seeing, like, fucking Paw Peppa Patrol. Pig or Paw yeah. Patrol or something that is really aimed at them and where yeah. you can just go fucking nuts in the cinema yeah. or where the movie is constantly actually going, hey, kids, here's an activity for you to do. Dance yeah. to this or whatever, as opposed mm. to... um something like this because so tone deaf parents thinking this is going to be for some of those kids that just do not have the attention span and we're just running around the cinema being monkeys yeah and the the kid well she wasn't sitting next to me i think i don't know if she was with two parents or one parent or whatever i'd uh i'd finish my popcorn and i'd put it on the little table um next to me and uh, next minute, I see this little kid fucking crawling across the seats to get to me, sticks her hand in my popcorn bucket before her parent, like, grabbed her and yanked her away. And I swear that is the closest I've ever come to swearing at a child. I was just like, what the fuck is happening here? You just want to hiss, like, fuck off. Yeah, I wish I could. But I was so shocked that this child had I've just come over. Knife. And just come over and... Thought that yeah. she was entitled to my popcorn. Really Fuck off, kid. Get a job and buy your own. Let's yeah. see some ID. Mm. Kids. Far out. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's an issue. But, um, I, and, you know, and I think there's still room for a Toy Story. It, it's interesting that the, the very first one is about that technology sort of coming in. Yes. Oh, look, hey, this is a new flashy toy. Mm. But that is far more relevant today than it was then. And we haven't seen, we haven't even seen the equivalent of like a Furby in Toy mm. Story or that sort of interactive. Or the fact that I really want to see that one, which is, um, I guess it's essentially like Wreck-It Ralph 2 meets Toy Story. That idea of a kid that's just, uh, I want to play the, uh, I just want to play a phone. I don't want to, mm. I don't want toys. Mm. Yeah. So I think they've got lots of room to move in yeah. the future. And uh, did you see uh, Boo from Monsters, Inc. in there? No. Yeah, Boo it makes an appearance, so okay. look out for Boo in there. I noticed her and went Easter egg. And also the um, Tin Soldier that's from their first shot, he was in there as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so lots of little Easter eggs as well. Lots of fun, and it looked great. Nice looking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice really, looking film, really as beautiful. you would expect. Yeah. Uh, all right, so there was that. Let's uh, go to the What to Watch Challenge. As I said before, Mediterranean countries, we've got two to catch up on. Mm -hmm. Uh, First one was from Italy. Yeah. What'd you watch? I watched uh, Life is Beautiful, which was the 1998 Oscar winner, I believe, for foreign language film um, by Roberto Benigni. Benigni, yeah, director and lead actor in this thing. Um, And this is a film that I have seen. Yes. I um, Reading the description, it's like, you know, a, a... a guy creates sort of a fantasy world for his young son when they're in this kind of concentration camp. I'm like, oh, that sounds really interesting. I actually turned this off after half an hour and had to go back to it later because the first half an hour was so fucking irritating to me. Like, this guy apparently is a <laughs> is a more, like, comedic actor. 
Um, well, he's like he's like the um, the characters in the films of that time, and we watched a lot of like slapsticky clowning, um, yeah. silent movies not that yeah. long ago. So yeah. he's of he's of that era. Yes, and I found it incredibly irritating because the first half an hour because you're thinking okay this concentration camp thing no 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 you have to go through 50 minutes of him trying to woo this woman in order to marry her and get her pregnant to get the son to go to the concentration camp um and this guy he just harasses this woman for like half an hour to get her to pay attention to him i'm like no no i need to take a break from this when i came back from my second sitting it was fine because we'd gotten through most of that and once, I mean, obviously the, the the long game that we're playing before we get to the uh, the, the the full Naziness is you've got all this subtle stuff happening in the background, like there's hints of of this stuff creeping in while there's all this comedy and romance and family kind of uh, domestic stuff. So ultimately, I did I did really enjoy it. Um, by the end, and I think that I have seen, you know, there's movies that I've watched since that I that have definitely been influenced by this type of storytelling and this kind of story. Yeah, I I didn't really know what to expect from it, but I, I did mostly like it. There's a little bit that kind of the whimsy sort of unsettled me a little bit. I thought, um, but I, I I got used to it as it went on, and I have said before that I do like watching. Uh, sort of war-based movies because there's only a finite... It, there's, very, there's a very uh, rigid structure. Like, certain things happen, certain people are involved, and it's about how you tell different stories within those confines. And this is a very unique story to tell did it, within those confines. Did it move you in that ultimate moment? <clears throat> no. Mm, see, I, I still... I've only seen the film once and it was quite close to release i didn't see it at the cinema i would have seen it on video yeah um i really liked it i I really enjoyed the film and i was quite moved by it and i was was definitely i'm I'm still like i don't remember a lot of what happened at the beginning and stuff i remember bites Mm. and things like that but i always remember that sort of ultimate scene Mm. um and i do still find it quite haunting so i really liked the film but i haven't revisited it so certainly um like looking at through that lens of you know, look, he harasses this woman throughout. I, I wouldn't have had that reaction yeah, at the time. Yeah, I mean, it's like 20 years old so, or whatever, uh, so and yeah. it was a very different time. But, but um, I, I definitely enjoyed it at the time, and it won lots of Oscars. Yeah, it did. I mean, that's why I, you know, even as a kid in 1998, I that's why I picked it, because I remembered it from that time. But if you uh, find him irritating, watch his uh, Pinocchio, where he plays Pinocchio. I choose not to, thank you. I watched As Happy As Lazaro, mm-hmm. or Lazaro, Lazaro, I think, mm-hmm. uh, which was released last year. All right. And um, it's a really interesting film. It's a sort of small, slowish, weird film about a uh, really large um, group of workers that are on this sort of tobacco plantation-y thing, mm-hmm. doing lots of work for a... Um, uh, Mar- Marquesa? Ma- Ma- mm-hmm. uh, You're telling the story. But, you know, like a, a, a lady of influence. Okay. And um, they're actually sort of underpaid and it's kind of illegal how they're being mm-hmm. dealt with. And um, this guy is just a, a young dude. He's really sort of honest and trusting and uh, works hard and just a really likable um, mm-hmm. antagonist. Easy to take advantage of. Mm-hmm. Very simple. And um, her son starts turning up, who's a bit of a rebel and has uh, bleached hair and smokes and wears okay, T-shirts yeah. and wanders around and starts to become friends slash take advantage of Lazaro and ends up getting him caught up in a kind of uh, heist okay. where um, he wants them to think that Lazaro has kidnapped him so he can get a ransom. Mm-hmm. And Lazaro you know, always respecting authority. He keeps going along with whatever this guy tells him to do. But then there's a sort of strange twist in the middle of the film which takes everything into a kind of magical realism, fantasy, sort of folklore, mythological kind of way. And mm-hmm. it becomes quite strange. Um, so, yeah, I rate the film. I think it's it's really good. It's really interesting. It, I gave it three and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is my, yeah, you know, you got me. I was interested. But, you know, and it's going to be a bit sort of slow-moving and challenging, I think, for some. But it's, uh, 
it's always great to see some, and that's you know the advantage of doing this is seeing something that is just so far removed from that Hollywood formula that isn't about the Rock telling us whether he's a can or a bottle or whatever the fuck <laughs> of whoop ass that he is. Uh-huh. Um, that yeah, I really enjoyed it. Mm. And then we had to do a film from Greece. Now I saw on Letterboxd what you did. So. <laughs> I um. Look, I thought I'd give myself a bit of a break this week. I thought I'd watch something that's going to be nice and easy to get through. It's going to be not particularly challenging because a lot of some of these Mediterranean ones are all a bit. A lot of the ones I found were a bit dour, and I didn't really feel like dour. But <clears throat> in hindsight, I think I, I fucked myself because I thought it'd be funny to watch the Kings of Mykonos, which is the Wog Boy Two, the sequel to classic Australian film. The Wog Boy. Now, I'm considering this a Greek movie because it is starring Greeks, directed by Greeks, set in Greece. Um, so I think it qualifies. Uh, so Nick Giannopoulos uh, gets a phone call saying that his long-lost uncle that he didn't know about in Greece has died and now he's going to inherit um, a whole bunch of stuff. But then uh, evil hotel magnate guy Alex Dimitriades is trying to... Classics, uh, all of them. If people don't know Giannopoulos, imagine that uh, uh, in utero, John Stamos had, like, a horrible tumour removed. (laughs) Oh, that's so mean. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. It was... Like, I have not seen Nick Giannopoulos for... Probably since this movie came out. And I'm just looking at him going, fuck me, how are you famous? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, he hooks up with a woman in this that is so far out of his league. And I was just like, ah, the movies of the 2000s. What a time we were. Um, it's also got Vince Colosovo in it, who I um, quite liked at that time. And then I was watching it and I'm like, shit, didn't... Wasn't there some bad news about Vince Colosimo? Isn't he on, like, the shit list? But no, he was just caught with some meth. He wasn't, like, accused of assaulting women or anything, which is uh, what happens these days. Um, so they go over to to Greece and um, to, to Mykonos specific, specifically, and, uh, you know, they say lots of very um, PC stuff, like Vince Colosimo's character said, oh, this is, this is like basically the United Nations of pussy, and then goes and tries to, to fuck everyone in Mykonos, which is, which is fun. Um, it wasn't as bad as I was expecting. Yeah, look, you know this is being recorded. Yeah, no, it, honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as I was expecting. Like, honestly, I had to turn off Life is Beautiful, but I got through Kings of Mykonos, so... You know, take from that what you, what you will. You might be alone on that one. <laughs> um... Yeah, but the movie... This is why we'll never be top critics the movie on, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. The movie weirdly centres around goat shit, which I think is a is a very uh, telling... A very apt metaphor. And I think in the end of the movie, I don't think there's actually any real resolution of the problem that's been happening. But at the end of the movie, they do all come together. All of the Greek... Um, cast and crew to sing like a Greek version of um, Land Down Under. So that was, that's a bit of fun. Yeah. I just yeah. want to say that if Nick Giannopoulos was a superhero, a goat shitting would be his origin story. <laughs> yeah, probably. I yeah. watched Dogtooth, okay. which is Yorgos, uh-huh. who, uh, of course, directed The Lobster and Killing of a Sacred Deer yes. and The Favourite. Uh, it's his first feature film as an auteur. Mm-hmm. Wrote and directed it, and uh, it's from 2009, I want to say. Mm-hmm. It was nominated for the Oscar for Best Foreign Language Film, mm-hmm. and I fucking loved it. It really has all the same DNA as things like The Lobster, and it's uh, kind of slow, kind of meandering, but has so many moments which you just remember mm-hmm. and go, ooh, and it's so clever like it doesn't really announce what it's about but as you kind of piece it together over time um it just becomes more and more enjoyable uh it's challenging it's kind of confronting and weird it really lingered with me but basically about a a couple um an old sort of greek father who for reasons that aren't mentioned decides to keep his three children who are all uh, young adults in the house basically away from the outside world and he teaches them words like any word that is about 
something that could be seen out like the sea or whatever mm -hmm. becomes the definition they get is something that's in their environment like the sea is the armchair mm -hmm. and, and things like that and um he does quite a lot of elaborate things to kind of convince them that uh they are in this world that he's created i guess mm -hmm. um sort of shades of brisby bear there i suppose but uh yeah really interesting really messed up and um has some just fucking great moments in it so yeah dog tooth uh and dog tooth is a relates to the idea he tells them that um it's only safe to leave in the car because mm. he goes off in the car every day to work although mm -hmm. he claims he's going to go and see this other sibling who's been banished and lives over the fence mm -hmm. and you can't go out in the car until you're you lose your dog tooth mm -hmm. and um you're not allowed to learn how to drive the car until the dog tooth that you lost grows back okay so yeah right. oh i forgot the best bit of kings of mykonos yeah um Vince Colosimo's character is having like a crisis because he thinks that he can't fuck anymore. And so he goes to Mykonos and it becomes, he discovers a man who is called the king of Mykonos because he's fucked so many women. And he's like, I want to become the king of Mykonos. You want to know who plays the king of Mykonos? Ben Kingsley. Kevin Sorbo. Oh Christ. As like this Italian Lothario tanned absy like with women just bikini women hanging off kevin sorbo for the entire of this movie it was foul all right well yeah. that's lower the tone dog tooth <laughs> check it out it's uh if you, if you like yorgos check it out um i wouldn't start with yorgos there but uh it's an interesting one to go back on all right look fuck we did it mm. i reckon that's a pretty good episode you know what yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, look loosey goosey yeah it's fine loved it We've had worse. This is uh, episode 291. We're getting close to 300. Okay. To think of something special to do. Uh, knowing that we won't. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. You can go to fruitlesspursuits.com to find out everything else that we're doing. We'll be taking next week off for uh, pop culture, but we'll be back to talk about that and Spider-Man afterwards. Uh, you'll find links to our uh, social media, our um, discussion group. We'd love to get some discussion on this stuff. Uh, people tend to not discuss this show, but come and discuss it. And uh, especially if you've seen the movie or if you just want to, you know, talk about films or bullshit in general. If or, you're having an existential crisis, please yeah, get in touch. Talk about the existential crisis with me. Um, convince me that things are meaningful. Uh, <laughs> <and> finally, <laughs> he says then, talking about our Patreon. See what I mean? Everything's just shit. Yeah. Uh, and you can also find links to our other shows, uh, like Dungeons & Drongos, which uh, will be back again uh, this week with a brand new adventure that I'm DMing that I'm recording uh, in a few hours from now, and I'm looking forward to that. So um, thanks, everyone. Uh, love you, bums, and we'll catch you next time. Tinkity-tonk.